What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno That's to you. French for hello. It's is a joke because it's not. I was about <laughs> it's to say, Italian. It's, it's, I thought no. it was Italian. It sounded very Italian to me. <laughs> uh, just can, all kinds of confusion. But if this is your first time listening to us, thanks for joining. We, Like I said, we're a weekly show. We come out every single Tuesday, and you can subscribe to us across a number of different services, such as Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud for the audio version, as well as like we're on iHeartRadio, Blueberry, a couple other things. We have a place on our website, teamchatpodcast.com where you can see the full list of all the places where we're available. But if you are like, audio's cool, but you know what? I really like video. Video's my jam. We got that for you too. Head over to YouTube, Team Chat Podcast. That's not the official URL because we don't have enough subscribers yet to create our own custom URL. We're working on it, and we can get there with your help. Team Chat Podcast needs you, Uncle Sam style. Uncle but Sam you can watch style. it at YouTube.com or Twitch. So check us out on all those different places. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that as well by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing, like I said, across our different audio services. We're also on Instagram. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show. So if you would like to support us because you really love and are digging what we're creating, head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you a cool perk, like getting the episode early before their general Tuesday release and access to our private team chat podcast discord server. If you don't can't afford to do that, it's not really in your budget. That's totally fine. We will continue making great gaming content to, for you to enjoy week after week. And a special thank you to all of our current patrons who help make every single episode of team chat podcast possible. And of course you can also help the show in free ways as well. If you don't have the ability to subscribe, you can still do us a huge favor by rating and reviewing the show on platforms like itunes for example that really helps us yep. keep the show visible and uh, available to more people who might want to uh, give us a listen so rate and review if you haven't done so already it really helps us out and subscribe to the youtube also like i said i mean that one does like the more the more subscribers and stuff you get obviously as anybody's familiar with youtube knows that does help out and it gives you a little bit more flexibility in how you can market and promote yourself and you know we like what we're doing and we'd like other people to, as many people as possible to enjoy it as well so if you wouldn't mind help us out that would be Fantastic. Did you watch a bunch of Futurama ever? No, I've literally, n- I don't think it. I've ever watched Where a single. Where is Zach when I know. I Zach knows all him. your TV. He knew all your TV. I was going to make a Hypnotoad joke, but now it's. Sorry. Never mind. I don't know God. it. I mean, I picked up on a few of your references from SpongeBob. I like feel like you're learning SpongeBob ones. through us. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, again, I I know I missed out on that. And Sometimes I still hear his voice. Do you know that meme? Sometimes we're... Never mind. You're yeah, not on the just, internet enough. <laughs> I, I guess not. I feel like I'm fairly present on Reddit and all these no. different things, but I guess I just not, on the wrong not in the corners that you're in, you're I guess. You're on the wrong sections. Okay. Well, we got an, another big episode for you coming up. So what our main topic is, we're going to go through this, the 50 through number one games on the Game Informer list of top 300 games of all time. Granted, if you missed the last episode where we talked about this, we only started at number 100 because 300. Yeah, that's, 300. That's is a too lot. Many. It's a that little, it's a little much. At least six episodes if we yeah. had done it in 50s. And that's we a big series. We haven't done six of anything. for that. Yeah. Like we, we haven't, haven't done, done six, six iterations. We're getting close with soundtracks, which it's yeah, time to go true. back and do another soundtrack it episode. It really is. It's been a while we, since we've done one of those. Got to get our good buddy Zach back for that. Our old pal. Old buddy, old pal. Good old buddy Zach. But anyway, so we're going, we're going to be going through number 50. Two, number one. But before we do that, it's obviously, if you're listening to this now, you, we've already, by the time, this is pre E3 before this recording, but you're listening to this at the tail end of E3. In fact, it's a Tuesday. It's the 12th. Nintendo is, is coming up with their last, uh, with their conference of the day. 
So maybe they've already had it by God, now. So we've missed out on all the news, oh, all God, that stuff. So we can't, excited. we're not that far into the future, not that far advanced, but we do have some other news about E3 that we wanted to dive into now of things that have already been released and talked about Can I make at the time quick, of this recording. A quick note to my future self. Yes. Okay. So Mogan, future Mogan. Hi. Mogan post E3 2018. First of all, I just want to say congratulations on your 100% correct prediction that the heads of Sony and Microsoft would come together in glorious union on stage at the end of the conference to announce the death of VR. You did good. You called now, it. Now, see, I'm about to have to bust your bubble already <laughs> because that's no. one of the announcements here. See, the thing is... That's not, it's not happening. This is pre-3. That's pre-3. Pre-3, yeah. So at the end of E3, though, it's going to happen. Good job. I That's all I wanted so. to say to my I'm still saying self. no. You did good. Okay, so a couple of things. We're just going to run through this list real quick. One of the big ones, the uh, big official thing, and confirming another one of the Walmart E3 leaks, a new Assassin's Creed game is happening. It was leaked. Uh, an image came out of a keychain that was branded Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Speculation jumped and abounded as to where it was going to take place. Uh, from the the keychain was a helmet, and from the design of the helmet, it matched up along with uh, ancient Greek warriors. So everyone immediately assumed ancient Greece is where it's going to be. Uh, Ubisoft then later that day confirmed with the video placed on their Twitter, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, see you at E3, and with a short clip of a soldier, uh, this is Sparta style, kicking somebody off of a cliff. So, we'll learn more about that at E3. Uh, but it, they have said the only really thing that we know about it so far is that it will launch this fiscal year, which what? Ubisoft's fiscal this year, year? Fiscal year. Oh, their, okay. their fiscal okay. year ends in March 2019. Okay. Gotcha. So, but I mean, to be in line with other Assassin's Creed games in the past, the normally always released in either October or November, yeah. I would expect it around there. God, that just seems so soon in relation to Origins. It really does. Um, especially because, like, I remember them saying they weren't going to do something for 2018 yeah. because they wanted to build Origins out more. But I'm, that doesn't lessen my excitement for this. I tweeted when this news came out that it's such a cool feeling to be excited for Assassin's Creed again because of how much Origins raised the bar. Yeah, so they're even at, it has been rumored that they're even adding in a few more uh, changes into Odyssey that will deviate the game even further from traditional Assassin's Creed that, than Origins did. For example, dialogue options and the option to choose the gender of your character. Oh, finally. I know. At least that one is a good thing. Yes. Both of those things. So it seems to be more steering itself into the super like hardcore RPG arena rather than just like an RPG light that past Assassin's Creed games have been. So again, I'm excited. I'm pumped for that. Uh, I can't wait for the modding community to eventually make this game what it truly should be where Mario from Super Mario Odyssey mm -hmm. makes his debut in Assassin's Creed. So that was the other thing I tweeted. Okay, I got to show you this. I got to pull this up because that was the other thing I tweeted. I was like, let the fan art uh, things occur. Let me see what I actually... Collaborations. Collaborations, thank you. Uh, what, did I, what did I say? I've been tweeting a lot lately. A lot You've of, got a different view of your Twitter on mobile than I do. How'd you get that black background? Turned on night mode. I turn on night oh, mode on everything. Fancy. So I said, okay, the leaked Assassin's Creed game is named Odyssey. Let the AC and Super Mario Odyssey fan art crossovers begin. Not an hour or so later, IGN tweeted this image. Awesome. <laughs> Which obviously for the video people, I'll throw this up here. But it's an image of uh, Edward Ken Edward Kenway? Yeah, Kenway from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, okay. Standing there with the Mario mustache on with like uh with Cappy and a 
Goomba Mario. And a Goomba Mario uh, in the background set with all this. And so it's a big crossover. Arena. Yeah. So it's <laughs> that's a, funny. it's pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that's actually the only one I've seen though. I've been, I was hoping to see a little bit more. Well, really, that's like the only thing I want out of Assassin's Creed. So if they could make it happen, that'd be super. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this. A quick aside, and then we'll get back to the rest of this news. In Assassin's Creed 2, Etsy, this one takes place in Rome and in Italy. Uh, the main character, Ezio Auditore di Firenze, is meeting his uncle, and uh, he, he, who he's like never met before, kind of thing. And he, and so this guy comes up and he's like, Ezio, it's great to see you. And he's like, and Ezio's like, oh, wait, who who are you? I, I don't know you. And he, and his uncle goes, it's a me, Mario. Uh, I know. I love that. <laughs> I love that little moment. Copyright infringement it, sued. <laughs> nah, it's a fun little Easter egg. I dug it. I dug it. Um, okay, so Sony. Uh, announced earlier this week and at the day of this recording we've only had two of these releases come out so far uh but they announced they were going to do a countdown to e3 and have a game reveal every day before e3 why just to like get smaller announcements out of the way it kind of makes sense i mean i guess that's fine it just seems like oh stop giving away the surprises yeah I want to be surprised. Well, I mean, these aren't like super big surprises, what they've revealed so far. So, so what have they revealed? So this, so uh, but they're only doing like five, I think. Mm. So they've done two already, three more left. Okay, so the first one was yesterday, which uh, yesterday was June 6th. And they announced Ch- Tetris Effect, a P- PlayStation VR version of Tetris. Why? It's made by the same um, Luminous, or Lumi, yeah, Luminous, or made by the creator of that game. Um whose name is escaping me right now but anyway so yeah it's uh they've just announced that pretty much and that was all all that came out uh today june 7th they announced the release date for days gone i did see that That's which is going to cool. be february 22nd of 2019 which then lets me know they are probably not gonna if if last was part two releases next year it will not be early year yeah no they're not going to put those two games that and that doesn't together. surprise me at all i feel like last of us 2 is coming mid to late 2019 i'm going to put my money now based off of this late 2019 early 2020 oh okay okay i, I would hate it to go to 2020 because i want to play it now but i would understand if the if the window that's what it press uh if that's what it necessitates. Uh, that, a lot of fun things coming out of that one. They showed more in the trailer that this one and the, kind of the spin, I guess, they're putting on this one is that literally the world is out to get you. So like even animals are zombified in this game. Uh, they showed like a flock of crows attacking a vehicle and all this other different stuff. So it looks oh, like dear. literally danger from everywhere. So fun oh, spin. My. We'll see where that goes. Uh, okay, so that's pretty much the only thing from there. Other big announcement. Hitman 2. Warner Brother Games announced that, War- that Hitman 2 is going to come later this year, November 13th, 20, yeah, November 13th. Unlike the previous Hitman, it's a direct sequel to last Hitman, which was broken out into an episodic version. Oh, this okay. one will not be episodic. Oh. Um, but yeah, so Hitman's coming back. Because I remember the IO Interactive, there's something about that. The developer of it was either sold or they sold the rights to Hitman. I'm fuzzy on that. But anyway, so people were kind of like, is Hitman's going to happen? Hitman's going to happen. Uh, last bit, little bit of news here. Fortnite has been rated for Switch is a rumor here, uh, reported by GameSpot. GameSpot, uh, listing appeared on Korean game rating site, uh, but there has been no official announcement for a Switch port from Epic Games. I wouldn't be surprised though, because they did just recently announce, and it's confirmed that the, uh, shooter Paladins is going oh, yeah. to, yeah, the hero shooter, uh, Paladins is, is going to be on the Switch. The Overwatch clone is Yeah, call right, it. fake Overwatch. Do you That's see that, do you see the thing that, uh, they used? Somehow, like uh, who messed up on this level, I don't know. But they used as a background for a for a hero image uh, the background of like Li Jing Tower. 
<laughs> like Hilarious. the load screen, the load screen of yeah. Lijiang Tower. They use that. That's really funny. That and everybody was like, me at all. "You already are being made like so many comparisons to Overwatch, and you mess this up." Oh, that's really, really? funny. So. That's all I had for E3 news. So we're going to jump over now to our normal moment. All with right. Mogan. Now we have the real news. Step aside, child. <sighs> okay. <laughs> all right. Out now we have Super Bomberman R for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on this date that the episode is airing, June 12th. We also have Jurassic World Evolution for PC, PS4, and Xbox One again. June 12th. Mm-hmm. Coming up on June 15th, we have Lego The Incredibles, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and then both debuting on June 22nd, we have Mario Tennis Aces for the Switch. I'm actually pretty excited I about that I am excited one. for that game, too. And then we also have New Gundam Breaker, a game neither of us know anything about, on PS4 and PC, again, both of those June 22nd. And then news! This is some exciting stuff for people that are still in console realm and haven't yet switched over to to a PC. Both Sony and Microsoft are having huge sales going on right oh, now. Oh yeah, Days of Play. Yes. So Sony's Days of Play sale is going on right now as of this episode's airing. The sale includes a PS4 Pro at $350. Jared, oh, that's why I mentioned it to you bad. earlier. It also has, and this is one I'm interested in, I might actually buy this, uh, there's a special edition one terabyte PS4 bundle for $300. It's really pretty. Just the normal PS4? No, no it's a special edition PS4 it's this oh lit- i've seen it yeah, yeah. the blue with like yeah. the the square circle triangle exactly. and x it's on it oh yeah really that one looks really cool one. and again it's one terabyte it's uh, just three hundred dollars and it includes the controller which is also a special edition controller so i might actually buy that because it is a pretty cool one my old used ps4 it still works fine but boy does the fan make some concerning noises i've been thinking that same thing i, and I looked up a video out. on how to clean it and i was like you know i could take it somewhere and get it clean for like 30 bucks i'd rather just do that i don't want the them to find a bunch of cockroaches in mine though which i have I heard that like cockroaches love yeah. consoles yeah so anyways for some weird reason blah, blah, blah. And then, so in addition, uh, the Days of Play sale will also come with super low prices on select games, including God of War. They're already going to have a a moderate discount, not a huge discount, but moderate discount on God of War, huge discount on Horizon Zero Dawn. It's only going to be 20 bucks, along with Shadow of Colossus. They're also going to have some PSVR bundles. I gather this is their going out of business sale for PSVR, starting at $200. Audio listeners, I'm rolling my eyes hard. And then... Finally, and this is something that's really important for uh, anybody that has a PS Plus membership, the 12 months will be $10 off for only $50. Ooh. So normally it's $60, bucks, but you can get a 12-month PS Plus membership for only $50. Bucks. Might need to snatch that And up. even though neither of us have, well, you have an Xbox, but it's not like you play it. No. Um, anyways, I pretty much should play single-player games exactly. on it these days. Uh, so Microsoft is also having what is essentially their competitor sale. So they are calling it their Xbox Big Fun D. Deals E3 week sale. Days of play. That's the whole. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? Xbox big fun deals. E3 Do you want week. people to buy your games, Xbox? Anyways, this uh, this Microsoft sale will feature discounts on Xbox Design Lab controllers. Ooh, that's okay. Cool. Now that's exciting. Yeah, so the that's that oh, that's why man, I put that one that's first on the birthday. list. So the Xbox Design Lab controllers will be seventy dollars with free shipping. So. 
that's just that's something not that's like, not bad. I've, I've always thought that would be awesome, especially get like one with like two and chat colors can, like, or something like that. They're, they're really cool. cool. It's pretty that's cool. That's not bad. That's uh, not a bad deal. They will also have some pretty good deals on 500 gig Xbox One S's starting at only $200. Okay. Again, that's not bad, not bad either. They will also have a selection of Xbox One X bundles that will be at least $50 off. Again, those are pretty good deals. Yeah, that's not uh, bad They're also going to have their own selection of games on sale, including Sea of Thieves. And what's that other game that people like that came out? State of Decay? No. Just recently came out? Maybe it was Origins. Maybe it was Assassin's Creed Origins oh, okay. that I saw. Anyways, they're going to have their own selection of games uh, on sale, too. And then just a small bit of news from around the web that I saw. The rhythm-based games for Persona fans. I saw Persona 3 and Persona 5, uh, Dancing Moonlight and Dancing Starlight, respectively, are both confirmed for release in the West in 2019. So frequently those super Japanese games don't make it to the West, but they are this time for, for PS4 and Vita. Vita lives! <laughs> so even the Vita is getting uh, Dancing All Night Moonlight. Wait, it's Dancing All... Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Dancing, dancing all night. No, there's one that is dancing all night. There, but I think and there's one there's that's dancing in moon, the moonlight. Yes, dancing, dancing in the, in the moonlight, moonlight and dancing, dancing in the starlight. starlight. Yes, starlight. starlight. I thought it was something like so whatever. Anyways, Who dances in the middle of the day. So yeah, lots of people, happy people. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that's all the news I've got. There we go. <laughs> so a bit of news uh, that I was reminded of of E3 because I started replaying it. And I'm hoping. We forgot about it completely in our predictions episode and all that stuff. It's been very hush-hush. Haven't heard anything about it. But I recently, because I had played like for two hours, put the game down and forgot about it. But I've been meaning to come back. Well, I finally came back to it. Ori in the Blind Forest. I want to know about Ori, Will of the Wisps. I do too. I real. I want. Do they even have a release date yet? No. I want a release so date for that one. I had completely forgot about that when we were doing our predictions episode last week. But then I played it again, cried all over again at the beginning, and was like, wait a minute, Will of the Wisps, I need more Ori. Yeah, we haven't seen anything since this teaser trailer last E3. Yeah. So I want to know more about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. But with all these fun talk of games, it is time to dive in to the 50 through number one games from the Game Informer list. Again, if it, if you missed our first episode on this topic, the whole reason for doing this is that Mogan and I are working on building out our top ten lists of all time I'm really bad yeah, you gotta, like, white you gotta like <laughs> angle it so the lighting yes, doesn't the lighting, glare there Whoop, oh there it is oh, there it is yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah. we're doing this oh, so that we can go. build our own top 10 list and we thought what better way to refresh ourselves on some games we might have forgotten than to go through a uh, professionally curated list and so that's what we're doing here and most of what we're finding so far is that the professionally curated list is a bunch of horse apples uh so <laughs> what was the one that you got really mad about so many so we're going to touch on it okay, a little bit, but so we, after our first episode, <laughs> Bro Mogan came on to our Discord and he was like saying like, wait, 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 this game should have been way better. Yeah. He had a bunch of the, all these things. So we actually went back and looked because apparently they made not only their official list, they also uh, curated a uh, reader list of the top 300 yeah, games and there were some big differences there were some we're not going to really go into the reader ones but uh we will say for a couple of those for at the end when we get to when we get through to number one but again also just like with the first one we don't and have not played all these games so we're not going to literally go through every single one we're going to highlight the ones that we either think are appropriately placed in the listing or we feel like should have been higher lower uh whichever compared to other games that we have played so 
Uh, we started, we ended last week with number 50 or last time with number 50 Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, so that sits at number 50 on their list. Jumping down from there is number 49 as we're going to kick this off with Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Sadly, I've not played any of the Metal Gear Solid is series. This, maybe, maybe you do or do not remember. Is this the first Metal Gear we've seen since 100? It might be. I'm going to do a quick. I'm going to do a quick. Yeah, uh, I'm really back. obviously like Jared and I have not actually looked that far ahead in the. No, because we wanted to be surprised. Yeah, we well. want to be surprised. Like we want the reactions, like, to, the be reactions to be genuine, the outrage to be real, and the Metal Gear series. I'm not surprised at all that it would be in the top fifty. Metal Gear is a series that has been going on for so many years, yeah. and it's extreme. It's like a cult favorite. So I'm not surprised to see it in here. What I am curious to know is whether or not Metal Gear 3 wound up outpacing Metal Gear 5. Metal Gear Solid is number 92. Oh, okay. So, so oh, that's the very first got one. two in the 100. Yeah, that's, two in the top 100. That's impressive. Um, I'm going back just a little bit, just scanning here. Oop, did I miss one? Don't get distracted. Don't get mad at something else. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? Well, I'm looking. I, I, so we obviously didn't see it, but I mentioned it last time we did this list. I said if Metroid Prime isn't in the top 50. Oh, it's not? It was number 113. Oh, no. I'm going to sue. I'm oh, no. sue. Who did oh, this Oh, Metal list? Gear Solid 2, Sense of Liberty is number 138. So, so again, this kind of just makes me think, I really want to know if Phantom Pain is in the top 50 Because people then. love Phantom people Pain. Because people love, like, Zach. Okay, 147, Portal 2, Bull. I'm so I agree with that. I'm not like. No, Portal 2 is a literally one of the best games of all time. That deserves top 15 right there. All right, this well, is, there you this go. This is Horse Apples. Bejeweled at number 176. It was a phenomenon. What the hell? Anyways, we're going backwards. I know. I'm trying to see if there was just any more, uh, any more Metal Gear games. But so far, three in this, in this list that we've come across so far. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Oh, shit. I still got another 100 to go through. All right. Well, uh, so anyway, number forty-eight. We'll just go ahead and move on here. Number forty-eight is Mike Tyson's Punch Out from uh, this from the NES, which is a pretty. I I played that one through a few times. Have it on my NES Classic right now, and it's a pretty. It's a fun one. It's got. It's a classic game. Uh, have you seen people making the connotations? You know, in a uh, from the uh, Stanley from the Office that he looks like the trainer. No. Also, I don't watch the Office that much. What? So. Oh God. So, yeah. What are you doing? Hashtag overrated. No. Nah. Anyways. Okay, it looks like it. That's all there is. Okay, so yeah, so far only three, three, two, and one. Metal Prediction Gear have been Prediction there. Prediction. So you for think five is going to be higher? I think five is going to clock in at number twenty-seven. Nice. It's my twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. Yep. All right. So we got Mike Tyson's Touch Out sitting at number forty-eight. Contra forty-seven. Sims two forty-six. <laughs> the Sims should be just number one. <laughs> uh, what we got here? Robotron twenty eighty-four. Nobody Don't cares. Know that. Uh, 44 oh. Uncharted 4 Thieves okay, End. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to go on ahead and say that Uncharted 4 and all of the Uncharted's uh, don't deserve to be in even the top 300 oh games of all time. You haven't even played anything They're past two. Yeah, for good reason. For well-justified reasons. So yeah, that's a bunch of horse apples, and I think it's stupid. What else it's we my got? official, it's okay. my official stance. I haven't uh, got, to, I haven't got big, to four yet either. One of the big bads of Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. This is one of the cult classics mm -hmm. of the Castlevania series. Uh, did clock in at number forty-three, which is probably 
I think it might be a little high, but Castlevania is a much beloved series, and Symphony of the Night, I think, is by fans considered to be one of the best installments. So, good now, for them. Now, we are kind of blazing through some of these, uh, not only because we haven't played them, but also because we're, I'm assuming we're going to hit some hot heavy hitters on our lists yeah, already that we'll want to talk about. we're getting to the big ones. Uh, but, so this one was interesting that I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it's in top 50, which is a pretty good list out of 300. Fallout 3. I kind of assume that one would be a little bit higher, but I bet I'm betting that Fallout New Vegas will be higher. Really? Yeah. Did people actually people like love New-, New Vegas? That's so interesting to me because I feel like I heard nothing. About See, and it. this is the thing: I played Fallout Three. I played through part of Fallout Three, and it honestly, like, I could, I love a good RPG. It just didn't grab me. Which I, I understand, games are for everybody. So this is one you think should be further down the list. No, I think for I mean. In my own opinion, yeah, it'd be way farther than most of my own, on my own opinion. For your own personal but opinion. as far as like a where it should sit, as according to uh, critical and fan reactions to a game, I think that makes sense. All right. uh, but I will be very curious to see if New Vegas hits hits higher. Number forty, we have we're skipping over forty one. Number forty, NBA God for of War. Okay, the the first God, the of first War. God of War, not God of War four. No, because this this article came out uh, back in like March of this year. Or yeah, it would like have that. been pre. So God of War is a solid game, and I love that one a lot. In fact, it's always been like a there's been a trophy that if you uh, I can't remember the this exact title of the trophy. Basically, it's if you can beat the game and under the time limit set by another player who like. It's like five hours or something like that. Five and a half hours, something like that. If you can beat the, fir- the first game and that, you get this trophy. And honestly, I think it's a doable thing, especially if you play it on an easy mode. But God of War, it's, it's so cool, especially now playing God of War 4. Seeing the, like, it's still, even though it's a completely different setting, tone, camera angle, everything, there are still things about it with uh, air environmental puzzles and different things like that that still remind me of ones from the original God of War. So it's great to see that the influences of that game have have carried through so far in the series. So I think 40 on the list of, of all time, very appropriate. Do you think we're going to see God of War 3 higher up? I don't think so. God of War really? 3 was... Maybe because it's your personal favorite, isn't it? Of so, not including I mean, the new one. Not, not including, including the, new the, the new one is so good. Um, but of the of the original ones, I think God of War three sits highest for me because it it, it feels like those the God of War one, two, and three all feel very similar. God of War three is the prettiest. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but uh, but I did really enjoy the first God of War. I mean. I enjoyed it enough to give the other one the time of day. But to be fair, my first uh, my first um, introduction to the God of War series was the God of War three demo. Oh, okay. And I so played that and was like, "Oh, I need the, to play okay, this game." I got. And then I played, and so so I guess to be fair, it so yeah. So God of War three, in my personal opinion, I guess because of that would be higher than God of War. Interesting. 1. Clocking in at number thirty nine. Oh, you're going to have some thoughts. I'll have a little. I've got some thoughts. So number thirty nine, uh, Ocarina of Time. So Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I. I personally think it's like a, not a travesty. I just honestly don't think that I would put Ocarina of Time ahead of Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild was number 100. Yeah, Breath of the Wild was way back at number 100, which again, that I think is a travesty. And which one was in the middle? Was Link, of the pa- Link to the Past and the original Legend of Zelda bef- yeah, a Link in to there the past also? Yeah, was higher up. And so was the original, yes. Yeah. Both of which I strongly disagree with. Uh, I definitely would have replaced either the first Legend of Zelda 
or potentially a link to the past with putting Ocarina of Time a few down. I do still think it deserves to be in the top 100. Oh, so you're saying it's it's top one. It doesn't. It just doesn't deserve to be 39. Yeah. It should be a little bit lower. Yeah, I just think that from my personal perspective, I would have put it a little bit further down the list. Um, I understand why it's here. It's one of the most iconic SNES games of all... Uh, N64 games, excuse me. N64 games of all time. Uh, it's one of the most iconic Legend of Zelda games ever. Right. Its legacy did extreme changes to the series. So I get it. I understand why it's here. I just think, me personally, I would have put it further down the list. Because like Mario... Mario 64, Ocarina of Time was the first one to move Zelda into a 3D It did. It was world, the first right? one that brought it into the 3D world. And that being said, I would still say that A Link to the Past is the superior game. Really? Uh, objectively, I think it's the better game. So, but, uh, okay, so I know we've talked about this at length with, with Zelda and all that, but we probably ha we have some new listeners, I'm sure. Which is your favorite one of all time, of the series? Wind Waker. Wind Waker? Okay. It probably is still Wind Waker, but I've been, Now, we haven't seen Wind Waker yet. We haven't... Yeah. I'm concerned. I'm wondering if it's going to be higher. I strong... No. Because I know... You don't think it'll be no. higher? If they put Ocarina of Time at number 39 and Breath of the Wild at number 100, there's no way... I don't think we're getting any additional Legend of Zelda. Like, really? from 39 on, I think this is as high as it as is. As it's going to hit. Because of the ones we've already seen... Uh, some people think that A Link to the Past is one of the greatest like top 10 games, period, of all time. And if they didn't put that ahead of Ocarina of Time, there's no way we're going to see more. Official prediction, everybody. There we go. Wait, so what was your other one already? Oh, Phantom Pain will be number 27. Yeah, Phantom okay. Pain number 27. It's my official prediction. If you're and right, no how are we going to prove that you didn't peek ahead? I mean, technically, well, I don't, so this is, this is Jared's personal property, the magazine. It is. I did I'm not a, purchase I'm it. I'm a subscriber yeah. to the Game Informer magazine. So technically I didn't have access to it until now. Uh, so we've got StarCraft clocking in at number 38. Um, I think that's, oh, I, I mean, I think, right. I think StarCraft sounds about right, not only for the, for how great the game is, but also for its impact in like the esports world. Yeah. It that, was a ma major early I player. Think. I agree. Yeah. Uh, also, soundtrack is outstanding. I currently have one of its tracks, Charon One, on my running playlist because it is great. Pokemon Red and Blue clocking in at number 37. Uh, obviously, these are two of the earliest Pokemon games. Uh, I get why they're up here. Again, it's one of those legacy types of things. Kicked off this massive series. Again, I just I don't think that I would personally put them that high. Uh, Mega Man 2. What's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, it's actually Heart Gold. Okay. Fun fact. There you go. My favorite one. Little is tidbits. Gold. Yeah, little tidbits. Uh, I don't think Mega Man 2 deserves to be up here at number 36. Wait, is it I think that than... is absolute bullshit. Oh. Uh, that's it. Mega Man X4 is the best Mega Man game of all time, people. Mega Man X4. Maybe so this it's is higher. ridiculous. This it's not. This is stupid. How do you know? I, I hate this list. <laughs> Have you looked ahead? I, no, I can just tell. <laughs> I just know it's not going to be higher. And then I just re really want to move on real quick to number uh, 34, Resident Evil 4. Uh, I, I I understand why it's here. Resident Evil 4 is arguably. The best of the series. Potentially the best in the series. Some people would still say that the first game is the best one in the series, but if it's not the first, it's four. Yeah. It's one or it's one or the other. Definitely not five and six. No. Definitely not six. No, six was garbage. No, 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 not at all. So Seven, I, don't, I haven't got around to playing yet, but I hear it was actually pretty good. I really don't think Resident Evil 4 uh, deserves that 34 spot, but uh, whatever. Uh, 35 was Super Mario Kart. The original one. Boo. Because <laughs> right we're all about 64. Ooh. It's either 64, Mario Kart 64, 
or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on so the Switch right now. So these page, this page that we're looking at now has a Woo! lot. Yeah, actually, so this <laughs> one's a heavy hitter. This is a big page. All right, let's strap right. in everybody. Everybody, get ready. We'll have thoughts on all of these. Uh, yeah. Well, number no, thirty-three. Not, not that one. Did we? Uh, so number thirty-three is Donkey Kong. Yes, just Donkey. The Kong. arcade, the original one where you're mar- where you're the plumber, the unnamed plum- unnamed plumber who would then later be main main Mario, to climbing up the ladders, basically shoots and ladders. Have we seen Donkey Kong Country yet? I do not believe we have. Do you think it's going to be higher? I think so. Yes. You think we're going to see so. it? I think so. I think Donkey Kong Country is higher. Donkey Kong obviously established the series. Okay. Uh, got, you know, was a huge hit in early arcades. Donkey Kong Country, especially if you've read more of like the, um, if you read the book Console Wars, or just a, a fan of the, of knowing like you know these games. This I know, shows I know, official stance I know your stance on books. On books. Books, for, Books chumps. for chumps. But the Console Wars book was awesome because it was talking. It was all about Nintendo and Sega's like power oh, power yeah. struggle. And basically, Donkey Kong sixty four is what pulled the SNES ahead of Sega mm. and helped pull Nintendo ahead when they had been lagging for so long. So I would be because of that and how much impact that game had because of its beautifully rendered graphics. Like this, the Donkey Kong Country is one of the prettiest games on the SNES, hands down. Yeah. And so I guarantee you for that reason, I think Donkey Kong Country will be higher. If it's not on this list in this top, in this remaining top 32 that we have to go through, I'm going to be upset and I'm going to need to figure out where it sits. Nice. All right. So number 31, Battlefield 2. Do we have any thought? This is the oh, Battlefield 2. No. Oh yeah, we did. My bad. I got my numbers confused. They kind of laid this out. Yeah. The, odd. it's not, it's not consistent. It's uh, hard to tell which one. Number 32 is Ye Old Soulsborne, specifically Bloodborne. So I think that this is probably, I think this is accurate. Yeah. I think that of the Soulsborne, Soulsborne's games, uh, Bloodborne is arguably the one that I think the majority of gamers prefer. Yep. Uh, there are, of course, diehards that think that Dark Souls 3 is probably the best one. I figured one. it's always, it's probably a toss up between yeah, those two. Yeah, but uh, on the list, objectively, I think that that's, this is probably a good spot for Bloodborne. I've, Bloodborne is one, like, I've dabbled in Dark Souls. Enjoyed what I did, but ultimately got incredibly frustrated. Bloodborne looked like something I would definitely want to try out. I recently got it on the PS Plus when it was a free game of the month. So it's one, it's sitting on my list. I hope to get to it someday, uh, but I don't have enough with I mean, it I to just be able to wait. Really. Yeah, just in terms of its particular brand of gaming, that super hardcore difficulty gaming with really interesting combat and super big bad bosses and monsters around every corner. Within that sort of subgenre, I think that Bloodborne probably is at the top of that ladder. Yeah. So that's a pretty good spot for it. Number 31, I don't have any feelings on it. Did Battlefield you play 2? No, 2? I didn't play Battlefield 2. I played Battlefield Great. Bad Company. That's the earliest one of that. Of Sweet, that let's that skip it then. Uh, doesn't deserve that spot. Jared and I have played <laughs> it. It's clearly trash. Uh, number 30. Now this one. Is, so number 30 is Portal. So the first Portal. Yes. I don't think Portal is better than Portal 2. Uh, I think that Portal 2 deserved this 30 spot, and I think that Portal should be... I would I would just... Because Portal them. 2... I haven't got to Portal 2 yet. I played Portal. Enjoyed Portal. Like I said, puzzle games are not normally my thing. Not not my cup of tea. But I enjoyed Portal, and I remember texting you and Zach, because you both had already played it, and I was like, you were like, how far are you guys... How, you were asking me, how far are you in Portal? And I was like, I think I'm getting through the training. I'm at like level like 19 or something, like 17 or something. They're like, what training? That's like, the game. Bro, you're you're like almost done. done. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I enjoyed Portal again. Like I played it. I probably won't go back to it. But so what about Portal versus Portal 2 makes you think that Portal 2 is better? 
I think that Portal 2... And I know we've talked about this in way past episodes. I just think that Portal 2 took everything about Portal 1 that was already so great and just made it better. I think that Portal as a game is amazing. I think Portal 2 just somehow managed to grab at every thread that was already perfect and somehow wove a more perfect game out of that. Well, because it did add in, it kept GLaDOS. It kept GLaDOS. It added also in introduced Wheatley. Wheatley. Oh, who is Voiced the by the best? incredible Stephen Merchant. Come on. And it still had all of the extremely fun gameplay. Right. I mean, when you actually really get into the puzzles of Portal, you just, it's so engrossing. And I think that Portal 2 expanded on that in such a great way. I think that objectively it's the better game. I I don't understand why Portal 1 is higher. I'm mad now. I'm really perturbed. Plus, the writing in Portal 2 is some of the well, yeah. If you're going to have Stephen Merchant voice it's a character, you've got to give him some good lines. Planet, or it's the one of the few genuine laugh out loud games I've played. Nice. Like I find myself hee hawing on my couch at home, <laughs> just so, giggling just, up a storm, just chuckling up a chortling up a storm. <laughs> so yeah, I would have put Portal Two way higher. Nice, uh, but still, Portal as a series argue, arguably deserves to be in the top fifty. Let's see. We got number 29, Assassin's Creed 2. You have some feelings on this? I agree with that. I think uh, Assassin's Creed 2, similar to what you were saying about Portal 2 with Portal, Assassin's Creed 2 took the base of Assassin's Creed and expanded upon it in a way that added way more fun and enjoyment that made you want to stay in the game longer. Assassin's Creed 1 was a great game. I enjoyed the game because of its... um, It was... That fun mix of the modern and the ancient, it, you know, it's, it did have its faults with like trying to stay too much in the, in the modern where people were really like, just give us the ancient part of this story because it's what we really want. Um, and like there was this, you know, Assassin's Creed had this big world and diff- all these different places you could go to, but there wasn't a whole lot to do in it. Assassin's Creed 2 let you do things in it. There you go. It introduced, uh, looting treasure chests to get money. You could have, uh, from your home base, your villa. You could go and like you could either you know do improvements to it, which allow you to gain money on a like a hourly basis or daily basis in the game, uh, to be able to help you have more money. So then you could buy more upgrades and armor, weapons, different things like that. So and then also the story of Assassin's Creed Two just expanded upon it. Also introduced the incredibly great character of Ezio Auditore, who I already mentioned earlier in this episode, and. Ezio is one of my favorite assassins, my second favorite assassin. And I mean, I might need to go back and play some of the older Assassin's Creed games to get a fair assessment. But like Ezio and Bayek from Origins, they're neck and neck. So here's the question. Do you think we're going to see Origins higher up on the list? No. I still think okay. uh, critically, I think people uh, loved 2 more than Origins. Okay. Origins is kind of like in this weird space. It's although great, fantastic game. Loved Origins. Um, I think it's like this big deviation from the series and all is some different things like combat gameplay and different things that it included. So in those aspects, I think it's great, but I think it's a little early to throw it so high as in the top 30. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think so too. Uh, number 28, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I haven't got around to that one. So yeah, so it, it must be a good game. You know, it's probably not. We should probably, That's what my official (laughs) stance on that. If you haven't played it, it's obviously, if we haven't played it, you don't need to waste your time. Uh, Number 27, similar to StarCraft, we've got League of Legends. League of Legends, I understand. Massively popular. I get it. Not my thing. Yeah, no, personally. I've played it a little bit of it. I think it's stupid, (laughs) but I understand why it's here. Yeah, I, I, it's pretty much, I mean, yeah. 
It made MOBAs like a really big thing in, in, in esports. I totally get it. I love a good RTS game though, but like the MOBA aspect, like that's how I could play StarCraft all day, but like MOBA, I don't know. I just don't enjoy that, that, uh, that kind of RTS game as much. Number 26, Super Mario World. So this is the game that uh, immediately came after Super Mario 3. Uh, It also helped to herald in the... Which one would that have been? The SNES. Yeah, the SNES. SNES. It helped to herald in the rise of the SNES. So I think that I... If we don't see Galaxy as being higher than this, I will be perturbed. I thought we already saw Galaxy on the list. Did we? I don't remember, but I feel like we did. We, we'll check later if we, we don't did. see it. We'll run back and, and yeah. double check things. Uh, I, I Again, it's one of those legacy games. I get it. Yeah. I, I see why it's here. I just don't think that it's the better game. Which is the What's your favorite Mario? Galaxy. Oh, yeah. One. Just Galaxy that. 1. It's my favorite one still. 64 for me. Oh. Oh, here oh. we go. <laughs> oh, and also. Wait, this whole page is like all for us. Oh, yeah. Also, you were wrong. 27 was not uh, Phantom Pain. <gasps> no. My predictions! (laughs) All right, strap in, everybody. Number 25, Naughty Dog's masterpiece, The Last of Us. So it's a masterpiece. Do you think it deserves to be at 25 or in the top 10? I mean, if it was me, I mean, it's my... Unless God of War, the ending of God of War completely blows me away and is able to surpass in my mind both Horizon and The Last of Us. Last of Us right now is my number one game of all time. I love The Last of Us. Has been... Last of Us has been my number one since the beginning of this podcast. Pretty much since I played. It honestly is the game is the game for me. I've always enjoyed games. I loved games, playing them, growing up and all that. The Last of Us is the game for me that opened my eyes to what games really can be. Outside of like uh, a, a pastime or a hobby, it showed that like to me, and I know the game came out in 2013. Like that's late in my, you know, in my, in my life and gameplay as a, for me to come to this realization. But the last of us is really the one for me that opened my eyes to it and being just like, holy shit, we all games are have, awesome. Yeah. We all have to have our epiphany at some time. And game, you know, and they, and that's when I was like, games are just as good as movies. So, games are just as good as books. Fight me. Don't fight me because you agree with me. Everybody should agree with me. And the last of us is the game that set that up for me. So in comparison, then we have two more games that both of us, at least in some capacity can make comments on. And quick, one more so, thing about it. If you haven't played it yet, fix yourself and, and play the damn game. The Last of Us is fantastic. You will not forget about it ever. So at number 24, then, we have Civ 4, Civilization 4, and immediately following that, number 23, Overwatch. <sighs> Do you think that The Last of Us deserves to be below Civ 4 and Overwatch? No. You know what? I haven't even played The Last of Us all the way through, and I also agree. I think I think Last of Us, honestly, should have been on this list. It should have been closer to... It should have been in the top 10, I think. I, I think it just I'm like... I'm surprised that it wasn't in the top 15. For its its tone, its story, the the power of its story, the emotion of its story, the power of the performances that Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson gave as Joel and Ellie, respectively, are, and, and even all the different side characters, just great. I've talked about all the different side characters a lot. You know, Noel North as, da- as the villainous David. Whew. Uh, w earl brown is bill who i just recently talked about um as just a great side characters and all this other stuff it's just i don't know that game just hooked me in a way that no other game has and i and i think if it if it ever doesn't leave my top if it ever leaves my my number one spot it will be, like it's gonna be have to be a hell of a game that replaces it so they clearly seem to think that Civilization Four is the best civilization in the Everybody series. Everybody thinks then. that. So that's a commonly held belief. Yeah, commonly held belief. But funnily enough, the one game in the series that I have not 
other than the very first Civilization, Civilization Four is the only one I haven't played. Oh my god, Jared, <laughs> you're a bad gamer. I am. So then we've got Overwatch here at number twenty three, and I love Overwatch. I adore still playing it. Overwatch. I'm, yeah, well, I still play it on the regular. Oh yeah, I'm just kind of not totally sold. That I mean, I get why it would have such a high spot, but I kind of don't think that twenty three is is right for it. Where would you put it? I would. I would probably have put it in the forties. I know that's, that seems about I know right. that's weirdly specific, but yeah. I think I think it's top still 50. still to be top fifty, but yeah, yeah it doesn't need to quite Meanwhile, be top in the twenties. Putting Galaga at number twenty two, that's just BS. That's <laughs> stupid. This is objectively dumb. Uh, I think we can both agree Galaga does not deserve the twenty two I played a lot of Galaga growing up. Uh, but and it's various offshoots. Do you, I don't play it these, do you this pine day. Over it? No. Do you think about Galaga every day? No. Did Galaga emotionally tug at your heartstrings, then it doesn't deserve the number 22 spot, (laughs) is what I'm saying. Meanwhile, we've got Half-Life 2 at number 21. I agree with that. The Half-Life series is one that Jared and I have not touched, unfortunately. I've started Half-Life 1. Oh, okay. I bought it on Steam. I bought, like, the Half-Life collection on Steam a couple years back, and it came with the games and all this extra, like, DLC content, and I was like, overload, oh god, I don't know where to start. And so I've gotten into it. But Half Life fans are Half-Life, rapid, yeah, and, and Half-Life we, we all know about the huge impact about the want for Half Life Three. People are clamoring over it. Okay, all uh, right, we're so, in the top twenty here. Yeah, folks. we're in the top twenty now, folks. So we've got Super Metroid at number twenty. Okay, so Super Metroid. This is this is the this SNES is the, version. The very is this the very first one? No, because the very first one was on NES. Yeah, correct. So okay, so why, as someone who's played more Metroid than me, why do you think this one is here? And higher and written it. What are they saying? Like, why do they, why do they say that it should rate higher, especially the so, Metroid Prime? Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back and find Metroid Prime and read. I think Metroid it was Primes. number one thirteen. Okay. So number one thirteen, then. Oh God. Okay. Hang on. My ability to use. Okay. So Metroid Prime number one thirteen. They say that Nintendo previously demonstrated characters like Link and Mario could successfully make the leap to three D. So Prime was the first of the Metroid series to get to three D. And it's on. Game and it was the GameCube. So this was two thousand two. Uh, the bigger revelation was that Retro Studios morphed the key elements of the series, exploration and combat, into a first person perspective through the visor of the legendary Bounder Hunter Samus. The result was both faithful, faithful and innovative. And Prime served as a springboard to a new era of metroid games okay i think prime is better than super metroid it just is uh i'm sure that i'm sure that people super disagree with me on that but i just again these these older you know 16 and 8-bit games i understand why they are this high on the list i just think that times have changed and i don't think that they are they shouldn't be held in such high regard forever. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, of the two, of the original Metroid and Super Metroid, I do agree that Super Metroid deserves this higher spot. Yeah. But I think Prime deserved to be higher than Super Metroid. Uh, I do not agree with this. So I'm going to throw in this little caveat for newer listeners that we might have who might not have picked up on uh, past episodes and all these things. Um why I don't have as many opinions on these older, more classic games is just because uh, while growing up, we didn't have any consoles and, and anything like that. So my actual first console that I purchased for myself was the PS3. So I've gone back as much as I can to try to play some of these older classic games, but a lot of them I just haven't got around to yet. So Mogan, though, grew up with these games by her side and is able, or, and is able to provide a little bit more insight into those than I can. So number 19, we got Mass Effect 2. Uh, again, another series that I... 
have missed out on so far. Uh, I actually do have the, all the Mass Effect games. They've just been sitting in my massive backlog. But I do know that according Your to fan... Mass- my massive, oh, yeah, my backlog. backlog. It's a big one. It's a big one. I actually made some progress in it lately. I beat uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order, and Wolfenstein, New Blood recently. Oh, okay, Just nice. like power so through those games. So now you can games. finally move on to New Colossus. Yes. <laughs> Gonna take, but that's why I was playing Ori the Black Forest, though. I was right. ready to I like have these Xbox games. My Xbox is my office, whereas the PS4 is in the living room, and I play that more because it's more out there, and I remember about it more. Uh, so I was like, I need to power through some of these. So I started doing that, so that's why I picked up Ori the Black Forest again. Nice. All right. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, so Mass Effect 2... Critically I, held as, like, the best one. Uh, yeah, arguably. I think that fans and critics alike actually agree on this, that 2 is the best in the series. Uh, so much better than some other recent uh, installments that shall not be named. And I know that some people love, love, love 3, but... But it had that yeah, controversial ending and all that did. other stuff, so that makes so, sense yeah, why 2 I, I get high. why Mass Effect is this high. This one, I, I, I agree. I think that's probably correct. Uh, 19, we've got Counter-Strike. 18. Revolutionized. Oh, excuse me, 18? Yeah, Mass Effect oh, 2 sorry, is 19. My eyesight. Uh, Counter-Strike arguably has left oh, a huge... Yeah. With the lights. <laughs> it's left a huge footprint on first-person shooters and competitive gaming alike. Absolutely. Uh, I do wonder what actual Counter-Strike fans think about this. Do they think that it's the best one in the series? Because I strongly doubt that we're going to see more Counter-Strike between now and number one. Uh, so I'd be curious to know if Counter-Strike fans think that that's appropriate. I, obviously, we have no comment. Yeah. Good for you, Counter-Strike. Yep. Uh, 17, Diablo 2. Diablo 2, the Diablo series, like, again, uh, it's one of the ones that's still, Diablo 2 is still played in, in a lot of, uh, we've actually been invited by our friend, uh, Spencer, to tell us who, oh, like, yeah. he invited us to a couple, like, Diablo 2 lands, so, like, it's very much in rotation. Uh, I've played a little bit of Diablo 2, I keep going back and, like, trying to get further and further into it. It's a fun one, but, like, also when my introduction to the series was Diablo 3, it's hard to, it's, it's kind of sometimes hard to digress yeah. back. Yeah, uh, the just the technological advancements. Yeah, honestly, I kind of don't think that Diablo two should be this high. Diablo two is a way more I've, I feel like of an advanced version. Like Di- the people, yeah. I remember that when Diablo three came out, that a lot of people kind of felt like it was almost a dumbed down version of two. Um, although for me, that's great because there's a lot. Like it was a super fun game. I had a ton of fun playing Diablo three. But the little bits I played of Diablo two, I've just been like. What? What am I doing? I guess people would argue that Diablo 2 is the more pure experience of this yeah. dungeon crawler type series. Uh, that's all well and good. I just don't really have any opinions on it. Chrono Trigger, number 16. Chrono Trigger is still held as one of the best uh, kind of JRPGs of all time. Yes. I don't super agree with that, but I under, like this one, I get why it's here and I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to fight people on you it. You understand its importance. Yeah, I, I do get its importance. Uh, it did, uh, people still go back and play Chrono Trigger a lot. Yeah. And it's on, it's on the SNES Classic, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah, it should be. Cause if it's not, that's stupid. Uh, number 15, Bioshock. The first one. Okay. I do not agree with this at all. I don't either. No. That seems very high for this game. I think that both Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite are better games. I don't I don't think that Bioshock 1 should even have been in the top 100. I think that Infinite deserves this spot. Really? Yeah, I do. I know that some people think that it's not that good of a game. I love Infinite. Uh, and Bioshock 1, when you go back and try to play it, it has aged painfully. 
it's not. I played it once and I haven't yeah. gone back to it. It, uh, it was one of those. See, that's the thing. It was it was one of those games that for me didn't feel the necessitate needing to go back to play now, it a second time. That being said, it did have a killer ending. Like yes. the ending of the first Bioshock was like world it, rock. Such a great twist yeah. with oh, the whole thing of like you make you think Andrew Ryan's going to be the oh, yeah. the big bad, and then you just like bludgeon him easily, and you're like, what is going on? And yeah. then it reveals that Atlas is the oh, big that bad. Was such a fun. You got to fight him. That was so crazy. That was the awesome. whole like mind brain washing stuff with the woods kindly oh yeah but the but, but from a gameplay perspective i don't think that it deserved this spot at all i think that it had clunky g- gameplay mechanics that's what i was about to say i remember being getting very frustrated either trying to either shoot yes. the what are the bad guys called the big daddies no 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 oh, the no? like the no they they oh, are called uh, big daddies. splicers, splicers thank you go. yeah like i remember being very frustrated trying to shoot them yeah. it's either shoot them or uh Use your, your, uh, what are those called? Vigors. Yes. Uh, thank you. You're lucky I can remember stuff. I know. <laughs> uh, normally I'm really good at that, but the, for Wait, some reason it was Bioshock. Vigors, right? Oh God, what if I'm wrong? I'm going to look it up. We don't want to be wrong. Anyway, so the point is we both disagree with Bioshock having this spot. I, I understand you know, that it was like a big thing, but I really I, it just, want, yeah, I, I really want Bro Mogan to chime in on this because he can rage against Bioshock for days. Really? Bro Mogan. He hates it that much? No, he hates it. Bro Mogan, this is your time to shine, buddy. Rage against Bioshock 1 at spot number 15. Rage against the machine. Uh, similar rage, number 14, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay. Again, this I I get it. I understand why this this game is at number 14. Do I think it deserves it? Hell no. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo is not one of the top 14 games of all time. This is stupid. If anything, it's Tekken Tournament 2. What are they thinking? Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. But anyways, I think there are many other fighters that are better than that, and I don't think that that deserves such a high spot. Plasmids. Or what, the, or what they're called Why am I thinking Vigors? I don't know, but that sounds familiar to me too. Plasmids. Maybe they changed it in Infinite. Maybe. That makes okay, sense because you, you're undergr- yeah, underground. You talk to, about Doom. I'm going to look that up. So Doom, and this is the original PC version from 1993. I have not played the this Doom. I played Doom 2016 and loved Doom 2016. Now, the big thing about Doom and why I think that it definitely deserves to be this high on the list is because of its impact on modern first-person shooters. It was the one, like, obviously it made waves with how violent and gory uh, it was. It really perturbed religious people. Which, definitely. Yeah, You're fighting demons. Sure, good and job. this is when people were still trying to figure out what the hell video games are. You know, it was still early enough in that, and it's in their history, in the industry's history, where people were like, you know, it's like when people freaked out about the first Mortal Kombat and all that different stuff coming out. And so this one, where you're like shooting these demons and it's gory, you know, as much of these older games, a 1993 game could be with its graphics, but at the time was groundbreaking. So I absolutely uh, agree that Doom deserves its place on this map. Um, in Infinite, they were called Vigors. Ah, okay. There we so go. There we go. My bad. So we were both. I mean, I you, were, you were kind of right. Of right. But, I had but, no opinion. But still wrong. <laughs> uh, so, but then also, you know, with its 3D space and it's, and you know, uh, Doom did a lot for first person shooters and was one of the earliest first person shooters because, you know, obviously the early 90s is, was that transition period from, you know, the 2D side scrollers of the 80s to the more uh, 3D worlds of the 90s. Perhaps you could even say that without Doom, we would never have had Soulsborne. It's possible. Doom introduced the world to fighting demons really really hard <laughs> i mean doom doom 2016 is a great game yeah like from every bit of it like it is one of those so this is the thing brief oh gotta start the camera here brief aside on this 
I just like I just said, I finished playing Wolfenstein, uh, New Order, and the Old Blood. I haven't got to New Colossus yet, B- but um, both Doom twenty sixteen and um, Wolfenstein are very similar. In fact, you know Bethesda has a hand in in both of the two. Like I get their similarities in their in their gameplay as style and all this. Doom was the far superior. Wow, like, like I know by a lot. I think? know Wolfenstein, like Brandon, our buddy Brandon. He loves he loves the Wolfenstein games. I enjoyed the Wolfenstein games. They were okay, but I often found myself getting very frustrated with it. Uh, either in just like how it how manly annoying it was to pick up either armor, ammo, and all this stuff, because you basically had to... It was so hard to just... like You know, sometimes in first-person shooters, you can just basically scan the room and hit the pickup button, and you're picking up all the stuff you need. This one, I felt like you had to stand there, aim directly on it, get your reticle directly on the thing you wanted to pick up, and press the pickup button. One slight deviation, and you were not picking it up. And, and those, it drove me crazy. And those little things like that can genuinely make a gaming experience degrees more terrible especially when a game like wolfenstein you know it's meant to be played run and gun you're blazing and running fast yeah. and i just never and felt there's like always I hate... so very much to pick up yes it's not like there it's not like that's an infrequent thing right it was happened a lot <laughs> and so i ran into that with wolfenstein a lot and plus i just i don't know i enjoyed the alternate history timeline of it all and so i'm interested to see where that goes with wolfenstein too um like i said i didn't hate the series i just I just what didn't grab me doom was the 2016 was the ultimate like f- how a first person shooter feels to me because like it was high action it was crazy intense the music was just driving in this constant just like adrenaline push through the whole thing i felt like i could spin and just in fire like i'm just spinning around shooting guns everywhere obliterating stuff and it was and it just felt so smooth and seamless but so hectic and that's why i loved it and we haven't seen doom 2016 on this not on yet this list. no i don't think we have that's unfortunate that is unfortunate uh yeah. Anyways, number twelve, Minecraft. This is a game I again I have purposely chosen to not play this game because and this is gonna make me sound a little stuck up, I'm sorry. But I honestly can't play that game because of the graphics. I mean like I get it, I get what it's for, and that's not yeah. like what the purpose of the game. And the purpose of the game is to let your imagination run free. Personally, I don't feel like I have that good of an imagination with building things. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't like it. <laughs> and that could be the other big reason why I don't like it. But also, too, I don't think I could spend hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours in the in the game that looks the way Minecraft does. I, I totally get your perspective, but I also understand why Minecraft is in the top 50 I don't think it deserves the number 12 spot. I would have put this one in the 30s, I think. I also understand that it's basically the digital version of Lego. Yeah. And I get that. I totally understand why it's so popular. I'm not disagreeing with that. But it's just not for me. Moving right along, at number 11, we have another installment that I think is just blatant horse apples. We have Ms. Pac-Man. Let's read what they say. What, what, how do they justify this? In the late 70s, a group of MIT students had a brilliant idea. They could make a series of arcade mod chips and sell them for money. Their Pac-Man chip featured a little creature with legs called Crazy Auto, which proved to be incredibly popular with everyone except Midway, who held the distribution rights to Pac-Man. Fortunately, Midway decided not to sue. Instead, it officially released the mod as Miss Pac-Man. The original Pac-Man created a frenzy, but Miss Pac-Man's new maze layouts and more complex ghost behavior made this sequel infinitely more replayable. Miss Pac-Man even included a series of story animations that told the story of the Pac family, which was incredibly charming for the era. To this day, we can't walk past the Miss Pac-Man cabinet without dropping in a quarter. This one seems to be there for nostalgia reasons. And nostalgia cannot carry a game this high. Well, and again, 
we have to realize that we're coming at this from a different thing. The people who uh, people who had a hand in writing this probably grew up with Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. We did not. Bunch so, of like, old I've foogies, played, am I right? You know, like, I've played Pac-Man. I've played Miss Pac-Man. They're fun for when I'm like trying to kill time. There was actually a restaurant growing up that had a Miss Pac-Man arcade, and that's when I'd play it when we'd go eat there, and I would sit and play it while we were waiting to be seated. I and mean, that was which the perfect nice. and that was the perfect amount of time that I ever needed in Pac-Man. But I that's like. the thing, I never felt like, the need to master Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. And for comparison, so let's look at what's at the number ten spot. It's The Witcher Three Wild Hunt. Which absolutely. okay, so compare these two games. Yeah, compare Miss Pac-Man and The Witcher Three. You really can't. Exactly, you can't. So tell me why. So I know that you're going to agree with this. So oh, why yeah. do you think Witcher the, Three: The Wild Hunt? Yeah. Definitely so why do. do you think The Witcher Three deserves the number ten? So this is the first of the top ten. Why do you think it deserves this spot? I think it deserves this spot because of the incredible job that CD Projekt Red did with this series. You know, based off a book series, uh, which I have the first book, and I'm meaning to jump into it and try books it out. Are for I know chumps. books are for chumps. I played uh, about probably about halfway through the first Witcher game. Uh, because I wanted to play through the orig- the older ones before I got to Witcher three, couldn't stand anymore. Had to jump to Witcher three. And it's like Bioshock. I will say, when you go back and play the first one, you're like, man, the newer ones are way better. It's hard to look. And I had seen gameplay videos of the Witcher three, and I was like, oh my god, I just can't wait. Um, and caveat: have not yet finished Witcher three because I it's it's one that I will probably take me forever to finish. Not because I'm not enjoying it, but because there's literally so much and I want to explore every corner. Um, and this is the one that could take hundreds of hours to finish if you do all that stuff. So I am perfectly fine with it. I haven't beat it yet, and I'm perfectly fine that it's going to take me forever to beat the game. Uh, but as far as like an uh, RPG, man, I haven't played one better. I love the Dragon Age series. Witcher Three is like uh, is just it for me. So then, remind me, have you played our number nine spot, Elder Scrolls Skyrim? I have not. And so, I know Zach is it, is it has. Spencer that told you that, or was it Dylan that told you that Elder Scrolls Skyrim would be your favorite game today if you played it? Somebody One made of them that did. Comment. Somebody who's been on the show has. Yeah. And I know, and it's, again, it's right up my alley with what I enjoy in an RPG. Um, you can play it on the Switch now, you know. I know. I can play it on literally anything. <laughs> you can play it on literally anything. How many things? <laughs> They've bet. probably How many put it on oh, mobile by God. now. <laughs> but So, and here's the thing. It's one of those things, I haven't got around to it just due to the amount it's like the same thing with Mass Effect. I haven't played it yet because I've been there are so many other RPGs. I got into the Dragon Age series, I got into the Witcher series. It's hard to then add in another series. And Skyrim is such a beast. And Skyrim it's is beast. such a beast. It's so, one of those like it's one of those things in the back of my head like I need to sit down and just grind through it one day to play it so I can say I've played it and to appreciate it for what it is. Um, I definitely agree. I think with its yeah, placement, I, I, agree I, with I have no qualms about that. I'm not surprised at all that Skyrim's in the top 10. And I think that this is probably a good spot for it. I think number nine is probably appropriate. Mm-hmm. Oh, Red Dead Redemption number eight. You can talk about eight. this one. Actually, God. you can talk both of the ones we're looking oh, at here. Oh, dude, Ooh, these are awesome. Okay, okay, so Jared, this is your time to shine. Buddy. My time okay. to shine right here. Red Dead Redemption coming in at number eight. As I've talked about before on many uh, on previous episodes of uh, Red Dead Redemption, of the two big series, you know, like, obviously we're getting Red Dead Redemption 2 later this year. Super excited about it. And obviously, you know, you would say Grand Theft Auto is Rockstar's bread and butter. Like, that's obviously their longest running series. They've made five games of them so far. The fifth game has made them buttloads of money. But I mean, they all made them a ton of money. Of the two series, one. Red Dead is, is my, is, is superior to me than Grand Theft Auto. And so far, there's only one. Yeah. So, well, there was Red Dead Revolver, which oh. came out PS2, I believe. Um, but 
Red Dead Redemption is just was an incredible experience. It was it made a world that I would honestly say if you if you've ever seen like walked around and seen like western games on the shelf, you normally Pass you by. pass over them. You pass yeah. over it. You um, see that setting looking and you're at you, like, Call it's of a Juarez. hard no. <laughs> I've seen Call of Juarez on shelves and have been like, I should play that game sometime. And then ultimately I'm like, no, that just doesn't grab me. And normally, like I grew up watching John Wayne movies and I think that might have been a thing that attracted me to this one too. The older 60s and 70s westerns. This game, it just... I don't, it's, it's one of those things. It didn't grab me like emotionally, like the, like the last of us did, but for the amount of how much I just wanted to ride on my horse, hunt some animals, hunt some bad guys, collect those bounties, man, it was a fun ride. <laughs> and it just had a, it did have a really great story. John Marston was an excellent anti-hero. I loved how you could take him and make him either like a really bad guy or a really good guy. Um, I like to tread the line a little bit and then, but ultimately go for the super good. Um, it, Entered in a ton of great extra side characters and cast. Is this woman here in the sidebar someone from the game? Yes. Okay. I was about to say, I wonder why they chose this. This is just a tangent. I was like, why did they choose this super confusing formatting of putting the next one on a full page and oh, then yeah, Red yeah, Dead yeah. not on a full page and having but, a uh, sidebar? The other like fun thing about Red Dead was it had its uh, Dead Eye, which is a, basically its version of bullet time basically which you could just like activate it put a whole bunch of x's over an enemy and you could just like whip out your gun and just unload it, it was awesome so basically it's high noon it yeah it's very much high <laughs> noon you can even you. say that uh mccree and john marston bear some similarities to each other that could be your thesis there we go my p from a phd and then number seven call of duty for modern warfare by far my favorite of the call of duty series. really so and you think that this is the best one this game is the only other game that I've probably put more hours into of a shooter than of any other game. Oh, okay. Overwatch is probably my second. Oh, okay. But uh, Modern Warfare 4 uh, was like the only game that I even remember playing it, uh, doing like co-op missions with a, with a friend, uh, doing and spend untold hours in the multiplayer. And it kicked off the more, I feel like, it, it had a very big hand in kicking off shooters from being more... World War II centered to more of the modern age, which granted now has gone on for better, for worse with difference of iterations. And now we're even to like future call of duty, you know, with all the other different things, but call of duty Four not only introduced all these great new things of being set in the modern age and like more of a spec ops feel to it than just a open warfare. It also had an incredibly great story and introduced yeah. great, great characters like uh, captain price that carried on for the, for call of duty two, modern warfare two and call of duty th- uh, Modern Warfare 3. And just, man, I can still remember playing like this map here, the wet work in the multiplayer storage or shipment, sorry, in, uh, in the multiplayer playing that one. It also introduced, you know, the kill streaks into the multiplayer. So it, it just revitalized everything about it, about the series in a great way. I definitely deserving of number seven. And that's pretty much exactly the reasoning that they give writing about it. Oh, they, yeah. We so agree. it's pretty spot on. Uh, personally i obviously would not put call of duty anywhere near my top 10 right but i get it i mean i get why it's up here uh, whoops uh number th- okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so i understand this one uh so number six is final fantasy six i totally get it uh final fantasy six is argued by many fans of the final fantasy series as the best installment people will die on their swords for Final Fantasy VI. Obviously, I think that from a mainstream perspective, seven is the one that has, in terms of quantity, 
more fans, but six, the people that have played it, I mean, I mean, seven's the one that's getting remade right now. Seven's the one. Yeah, it's kind of a sick burn, <laughs> sick burn, bro. But from a obviously money making perspective, obviously game creators think that seven has the more profit potential. But uh, six, you probably could argue from a critical perspective, is the strongest installment. Uh, I'm not super gonna fight this one. I personally wouldn't put it this high, but uh, I get it. I get why it's up that far. Uh, number five, World of Warcraft, the original one. I, uh, I get it. I, I mean, get World of Warcraft is still a huge game. Yeah. It's one that, for my own, the safety of my own mind and wallet, have avoided. But I totally get why people love yeah. it. I mean, uh, I did actually play World of Warcraft. I did like a big trial and whatever. I tried to get into it. It's not my style of gaming, and that's just something that's a fact, but I understand why it is number five. Number four. Oh, our old buddy, our buddy Zach. I think he would strongly disagree with this. Were he, I actually disagree with this. Were placement. he here today? Uh, number four, Grand Theft Auto Five. So you don't think that this deserves this spot? I don't think number four. No, uh, I understand. Five. Yeah. Five. Oh, right, number four. I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood your meaning. That it doesn't deserve the number. It four doesn't spots. deserve the number four spot. Okay, my bad. I this is one that I started playing, and I fell off. I haven't finished it. I'm going to cover up this guy's face because he's so ugly. Trevor, God, yeah, oh, so I do ugly. love Trevor though. Okay, I God, love the main hideous. characters of it, but I don't know. It just didn't. It just didn't grab me. And GTA oh, yeah, Online, oh. I know, has made. That's where Rockstar is like funding the company for the rest of the for the rest of, of time. <laughs> but honestly, I got into GTA Online. I tried playing around with it, and I just got annoyed. Because yeah. I wasn't willing to spend the money to to upgrade everything and and to you know d- to do it quickly like you can with all the the, the in game currency to be able to buy the good and the best stuff and I just got annoyed with it. It took forever to find matches. I kept getting sniped by somebody from bajillion miles away who had a sick sniper rifle. Just kept getting owned in general by it. I do want to go someday back and finish the story because I. Um, I do know it's one of the best, you know, some people say it's one of the best one in the series. Zach says that Granite Theft Auto 4 is the best one in his opinion. Which one is um, uh, your cousin? That's four. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, but for me personally, no, I don't think four, I don't think it deserves the number four spot. I could say top, I would say top 20, but not the top 10 and especially yeah. not the top five. Uh, which brings us to number three, which again is something that I think is just blatantly stupid. Number three is Tetris. Again, it, and it's, I've played Tetris. I played a lot of Tetris, but would I ever consider it in my top 10? No. Top 300 even? No, no. never. I mean, it is in my top 300 because there's, I haven't played 300 games. I like, I, but for but that one again just seems like rooted in nostalgia. I just don't think that you can even justify this. I don't think that Tetris What's their reasoning? This so they say, okay, move and rotate seven differently shaped objects as they tumble down the screen. I mean Oh my god. Again, it's one of those things for its time. Yeah. Revolutionary. Yeah, because this is 1984 specifically. So Tetris 1984 for the PC. Uh, they say that for many, Tetris served as their first introduction to video games. Uh, for some, Tetris is a lifelong obsession. There are people out there who still are trying to get high scores. Mm-hmm. Um, they claim that the beauty of, tetr- of Tetris is its simple foundation can accommodate both play styles, both people that want to do it casually and people that want to do it super hardcore. Not to mention the countless other spinoffs players have enjoyed over uh, the decades. Uh, they mentioned it's like I get it. I it's just, one of those, but it's it's a game for me, and this is me personally. You know, we're not the creators, we're not the editors here at Game Informer and all that stuff. But for me personally, it's like I played it as a kid, 
and I'm like, I can like they announced Tetris VR, this Tetris effect for PSVR, and I'm I was kind of saw it and I was like, why? Actually, I, I was about to make a joke about how I was like, oh, it's good to see that's the last game that VR is going to die on. <laughs> Because again, like seeing that Tetris got a VR, it's like why? Yeah, why? I don't, I don't get it. Like I know you can just make it prettier, you can add music, you can so, all these do the other things, but like my, at this core, Tetris is Tetris, and I don't know, it's a, it's a. My argument mm. here is that I feel like when they were getting into the top ten, they they started running out of ideas, and I feel like Tetris felt like they had to include more classic ones and lazy inclusion. Because Tetris, you can just basically fall back on its legacy, and I kind of feel like that's why it's at the number yeah. three spot, and I, I don't think that it deserves that spot. <gasps> okay. Wait, Someone's so that a... means that we got something wrong. What? Well, wait, let's go. Okay, yeah, okay, Super, so number, okay, number, number two. Okay, number two. Super Mario, Mario Brothers, Brothers 3. 3. Sure. It's a great game. It's I a think fun that's game. a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Uh. I, I personally would not have put it in the top five, but I get it. It's definitely not in my top ten. And then, so obviously, we've made a mistake somewhere along the lines because I thought we had already talked about the number one. No, so we must have just talked about the original yeah, one in the top did. fifty. It in must, the top in the top one hundred of yeah, fifty. Yeah, it must have been maybe. I don't know. I don't know which one it was. But so I made a boo boo somewhere along the lines. I thought we had already seen it, but the Legend of Zelda. A link to the past. So you're gonna have to carry this one. I have Clocking not played this game. in at number one. So I I totally get this. Uh, I think that of the Legend of Zelda series, there are many many people that would put Link to the Past in that top spot. Uh, I agree that it's one of the best. Um, I have played it recently. Uh, like I said, I think I downloaded it for my Wii and played it through on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fantastic game. It has held up to the test of time. You could go back today and play A Link to the Past and just have a blast. Uh, I totally get it. I get why it's number one. I don't think it's my personal favorite of the series, but... Like you said, Wind Waker. Yeah. So, that, so, okay. So I'm wondering if Wind Waker even made this list at all. It was probably way back in like the 200s or something. But so you, But you're very... Yeah, but I, you agree with the placement of. For I agree with the Link placement. The past. I also so this is just this isn't a jab against the game at all. I think that it was the safe choice. Uh, a link to the past just did so much for gaming and so much for the series. A uh, really a link to the past is so there was the original Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. right? Super hard, super opaque. Super hard. There were the few that came after that, which were still in that eight bit era, and then there was a link to the past. And uh, arguably, A Link to the Past is is the game that brought The Legend of Zelda to its current level of fame. I think that that's the game that launched LOZ as the great, as the juggernaut that it is now. So I understand why A Link to the Past is back there. And again, uh, in terms of how well the game is held up over time, it it's solid. It's rock solid. So I totally get it. Congratulations. All right, well, I'm just double-checking really quick to make sure that Wind Waker uh, didn't go through, didn't hit anywhere on here in the in the ones we didn't cover. Oh, Sue! Um, not seeing it yet. Hang on, I can probably flip faster than you. Oh, my oh, God, water! No, it's empty. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, because we've already made this one a little bit longer of an episode than we oh, anticipated. Put Ori way up at 233. That's horse apple. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey hits their list at they 240. They put Odyssey at 224. 224. I disagree with that very strongly. I don't know. I didn't enjoy Odyssey more than 64. 
Man, I guess I thought that we... Okay, Link's Awakening, fantastic game, not better than Odyssey. That's ridiculous. Uh, anyways, we're just going backwards. Prince of Persia! Tabletop! Final Hell 2, Steepa, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, super scary. Um, hmm. That makes me sad that neither of the, that none of the, oh, Advance Wars, that was a fun game. Uh, that none of the Dragon Age games made it into the top 100 that we could talk about them. I love those series. Portal 2 at number 147, criminal. It's literally criminal. Uh, There's Origins, 141. Uh, I don't think Dragon Age. Soul Caliber, number one. This still makes me mad. (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn at 132. No, I think that that's bullshit. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mega Man X made it into 128. Oh, there's Majora's Mask. Yeah, Majora's Mask. Okay, Okay. Bioshock Infinite down here at number 117. Oh, God of War 3 at 119. Okay, so that makes sense. So, yeah. Oh, even Persona 5 made it into 105. That's exciting. But yeah, so if we haven't seen Wind Waker yeah, yet... Yeah, it didn't no, make the list at all. It didn't make it, which is weird to... Unless it was in the top 100 and we're just forgetting about it. But I think we just... Maybe we talked about it. I don't know. I don't remember. That was a couple weeks ago. Because like happened. I said, I thought that we had already seen A Link to the Past. So my bad. That everybody. must have just been the original. Okay, so there's Super Mario hitting in at 69. Why could they put it at 64 just to make it fun? Right. Uh, yeah, it just I don't think it's on here. Oh, there's the original Legend of Zelda. Wrong. There's the original Metroid. Incorrect. Yeah, no, it didn't make the list. Wow. Interesting. I don't agree with that even a little. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, all of the games deserve to be in the list. I mean, a lot period. of Zelda games made it, yeah, which is did. pretty impressive. In and and I mean, what does it say about Nintendo that the top two games are both theirs? Yeah, I mean, Nintendo has done a lot, and they have produced some great games throughout their history, and so that makes sense that a lot of their games would even be on this list, would yeah. be specifically Nintendo ones. So, good for them. Uh, but yeah, so good for them other than that. There, I think overall, my response to this list is there are too many games that are just in there on their name and their legacy alone. Like Tetris, Which, that should not have been To some point, three. holds. Like, I understand why you could make that argument. I just don't think that from a comparison perspective that those games hold even a drop of water yeah. to some of the other games that were put right beside them. Because you, you can't ignore what they did. And you and and how they helped formulate the industry so that we could have the Witcher threes and all the you know and all this different stuff that we have now to, that we have today, but yeah, at some point you have to see that the I f- I feel like that at some point yeah you have to be like this game is great for what it was, but there have become so many but things. But we've after. moved on yeah. because of what they did. We grew and now we have all of these way yeah. better games. I agree. I mean, not again, not trying to discount them and say that they weren't great and they and all that stuff and 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 their and their legacies that they hold up. But yeah, I felt like especially as it got higher into the list, especially Tetris sitting at number what was it and Ms. Pac Man in yeah. the top ten as well. Those I, are just two that I would just doesn't hold no. for me. No, no I, I don't agree with that. So, we've made it through the list. It was a long list. And sorry that this episode has gone a little bit longer than normal. And again, the whole point of this is that Mogan and I are now going to sit down. We're going to take this. We're going to take our recent gaming experiences and our gaming histories. And we're going to make our own top ten list. And we'll have at least another, probably two episodes. I would say two. Because we're going to have strong opinions on this list. Yeah, we're going to have strong, firm opinions. So, uh, get geared for that. It's obviously not going to be 
within the next couple of weeks because that's going to be E3 stuff. E3. Like next week, next week will be our you know our E3 ep- wrap up episode. Uh, then I don't know what's slated for after that. So maybe after that. Um, but yeah, so at least it's coming soon. Get ready for it. But before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight for this week. Ark submitted the song for this one from the game Escape Goat. The song's name is Entryway, and it was composed by in Ian Stalker. So I wonder where the scapegoat was on the list. It definitely did not make it anywhere. <laughs> Poor <in> scapegoat. <laughs> so stay tuned after the close to hear that. That concludes this long, exhaustive episode of Team Chat Podcast. Obviously, we want to know what your favorite uh, games are, and we hope to get a little bit of feedback from everybody once we do our top 10 list. So if you agree, disagree with this list, also we had some very spirited debate on this court after we did our first installment in this series, and I expect we'll have even more uh, debate on this. Now, a uh, quick update or reminder again, we are doing a post E3 live episode uh, that we're going to be recording or doing that live stream on the 18th. I know it's a little bit of a, of a gap in between uh, from when the conference ends to when we'll be doing that. Had some, uh, tra- we have, I have some travel plans going, so it wouldn't work for any other time. So quicker to that. So we'll be, that'll give us plenty of time though to sit, reflect, meditate on what we learned, put together some cohesive thoughts, and we can't wait to talk about all of those with you all on our live stream, June 18th, 7.30 p.m. We'll be doing it on our YouTube. So if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you'll get the notification of to when we go live. So, without further ado, let's put this one to bed. Indeed. This is the longest episode we've had in a while. In a while, And I can feel it. It's been a lot of talking, lots of debating. But until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined... Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around with the song.